This is the Budget Minded Traveler podcast, episode 15. Welcome to the Budget Minded Traveler podcast, your source for the tips and tactics that will inspire and equip you to travel the world. And the best part, it won't break your bank. And now, the Budget Minded Traveler herself and your host, Jackie LaLainen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Budget Minded Traveler podcast. This is episode 15. Um, Special welcome to you. If you have not listened to this podcast before, you are in for a treat today. This is actually the longest one that I have recorded yet. And that is because the interview was just that good and actually that full of information to help you book a round-the-world ticket um, with airline miles. That is going to be the subject of today's podcast. And we um, we actually have a guest coming on to share all of this information with us because I have yet to do this, although I must say I am completely inspired to do this after having talked with Dave for so long. So Dave Danzeiser is our guest today. And Dave is the founder of The Quest for Awesome, which is his blog. And his mission there is to connect with people striving to pursue their own vision of excellence through whatever it is that they are doing, which I think is kind of cool in itself. And his deal with this is that he was actually doing his master's thesis and needed to create for himself a deadline. You're going to hear about this in the interview, but it just wasn't getting done. And so he thought, well, gee, I'm just going to go travel around the world and I'm going to do this you know, at this certain time. And therefore, my thesis has to be done by then. And so he set up this goal for himself with with an idea to finish his thesis. And then it kind of rolled from there. And he decided he was going to travel around the world with a round the world ticket. That's what they're called. And that he would earn enough miles, airline miles to pay for the ticket. And so what he did was he ended up booking a 15 flight, 45,000 mile, 12 month ticket for under eleven hundred dollars and this episode is going to be all about basically how he did that because he did it without even flying so he earned all of these miles by incorporating these travel hacks into his daily life so that he could attain his goal pretty much so that being said there is a lot that we cover in this episode a lot of notes a lot of tools you can almost hear me just taking notes throughout the whole thing and it's a lot to take in so just bear with us I know this is going to be a new subject for a lot of you as it was for me pretty much um, I've never tried to book around the world ticket before so there was there's a lot to learn that's for sure but I do that being said I do have all of the the resources, any links, any tools that are mentioned in this ep- in this interview, they're all on the show notes page already. So you can either follow along or check it out later, thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 15 for this episode. You can find all the notes there, plus how to contact Dave because he is going to be a great resource for anybody who wants to get in touch with him. And you should definitely check out his blog anyway, The Quest for Awesome. So here we go with Dave Danzeiser from thequestforawesome.com. All right. I'm really excited to introduce you guys to Dave Danzeiser from thequestforawesome.com. 
com, which I think is awesome in itself. So Dave, welcome to the Budget Minded Traveler podcast. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you so much. So I've already given a little bit of an introduction to my listeners about you, but why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. So, uh, Jackie said, my name's Dave. Um, and I started the blog, the quest for awesome and a little bit about me. I'm 28. I'm living in New Mexico. I'm originally from New Mexico, but, uh, I went to school out in California at, uh, Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. And, during there, during my uh, my education there, I started to get my master's degree in biomedical engineering, and that turned out to be a huge um, a huge process. And it took a lot of effort and a lot of motivation to get get it done. And in that time, I decided to start planning a trip to kind of help with the motivation. And that trip kind of spiraled into a trip I took. I left September of 2012, and it was uh, a trip around the world. Um, I hit 23 countries, and I pretty much lived out of a 26-liter backpack for the entire trip. That's um, an amazing feat in itself. Yeah, so that was it. Was a crazy, crazy adventure, and uh, I got back September 2013, and so now I'm pretty much have made it my goal to figure out a way to work from the rows so that I can continue, continue traveling for as long as I want to. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a great a goal. Yeah. Um, and I, I just have to share, I'm actually looking at your blog right now, which you guys can find at the quest for awesome.com. And on your, in your sidebar, I'm looking at a section called awesome posts. And there's one that says gearless 12 months round the world trip, which that sounds awesome. And the one we're going to talk about today, how I booked a 15 flight, 45,000 mile year long trip round the world for $1,100. And the one that actually made me laugh here is the last one that says how to paint your bicycle Argyle using spray paint. (laughs) So will you explain to us what is the quest for awesome? All right. So, um, that last post is kind of, uh, a good example of how it kind of got started. Um, before the traveling, I was just, I don't know. I had heard a quote by a guy named LP Jackson. It's, it's, um, geared around mastering the art of living is what he kind of talks about in there. And one of the lines, um, is talking about striving to pursue, um, your own vision of excellence through whatever you were doing. And that kind of really resonated with me. And it was actually the quote I used uh, in the dedication of my thesis. And so what the Coast for Awesome kind of came to be about is um, a place for me to kind of put out what I was doing and um, hopefully um, meet other people along the way who are pursuing their own vision of excellence. And at the time, I had built a fixed gear bicycle, and I just wanted to make it really stand out. And... I had these pair of socks that were Argyle and I really just wanted to make them look like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's how that post came about. That's awesome. It has over 4,000 views. So that's, that's pretty great. (laughs) So, um, I, cause I know you've written about your travels on the quest for awesome. And is it, is it really kind of just a whole encompassing platform for you to talk about what I guess keeps you going kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. And, it's very broad, obviously, but 
right now it's very focused on travel because that's what I'm, I'm passionate about at the moment, but that constantly changes, um, currently on, on a fitness kick. So I'm sure that you'll see some posts geared around that in a while. And then, um, I'm really into sustainability and kind of living off the grid type thing. So there'll be some posts coming about that. And one of my dreams is to build my own RV and kind of live out of that. So it's a place for me to kind of, um, get rid of, or, you know, express my creativity, um, which is huge in, in, uh, staying active and keeping your mind focused and learning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what it's, it's turned into. And right now it's very travel oriented. Yeah, that's great. I love that you have, you know, built something that's based on essentially sharing about pursuing what, what makes you happy. And that's awesome. Yeah. And I think itself. it takes yeah different forms for everyone, which is what's really fascinating to me is when you get someone who's super passionate about something and you can just listen to them talk about it for hours, even mm-hmm. though it might not be the most exciting thing in the world um, in general, but having them talk about it passionately makes it super exciting. Yeah. I hear you on that one. So you mentioned you had been, um, you had been, I think it, you, didn't you say you were doing your thesis or something when you started to think about traveling, doing around the world, take, doing around the world trip? Yeah. I, um, I was working on my master's thesis and, you know, I just, couldn't find any motivation to get it done. I had finished classes in 2010, but didn't actually defend the thesis until 2012. So that was about two years where I was kind of procrastinating. I see. So you used it as a deadline kind of. Yeah. Ah, okay. It was funny. Um, I tried so many different things. Um, and ultimately when I had completed planning and saving up for this trip, I finished the thesis in about two months. Wow. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Amazing, <laughs> and what a great re- reward as well at the end of defending your thesis. That's that's awesome. It was uh, it was quite a couple of years there. Yeah, I bet. So, how did you? How exactly did you decide that you would spend next to nothing for this trip? How did you even know that that was a possibility? So, um, how did I know it was a possibility? As I started planning, there's a, there's a lot of people that does this. And as you start finding the community of travel hackers, you kind of start seeing what other people have been doing. And and for me, I, I would take little little bits. Of, I'd see something and say, oh, that sounds awesome. Ooh, I think that would be kind of cool. Um, and so that kind of just spiraled into, all right, maybe I could do this. And then maybe I, maybe I could add it on. And the reason I wanted to do it for cheap is because that ultimately allowed me to save a, a huge amount of money on the, the ticket, which then was able to allow me to travel for longer. So it probably added about another six months of travel onto my trip. Um, okay. And the other reason, I mean, I was in college, so I didn't, I didn't have that much money. And so that was obviously very attractive and is attractive to most people when you say, all right, this trip would normally cost you $10,000, but you can get it for 1100 Yeah, no kidding. It's one of those things where you're like, ooh, okay. Definitely piques the interest just a little bit. For sure. Okay, so how did you start then? Where, where were you searching and how did you end up um, planning this? Like how, how, how do you plan around the world trip? So basically there's more or less there's three steps to it. Um, and it, I guess to clarify that, it's... There's three steps if you want to um, take a trip around the world, like using frequent flyer miles 
that you've acquired without flying. So that's like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's really only three steps to it. And it's, um, the first step is you, you find a trip that you would be interested in taking and then you figure out exactly or a good ballpark figure of how many frequent flyer miles it's going to take. Step two would be to acquire those miles. And then step three would be actually booking your flight using the frequent flyer miles. Okay. So mm-hmm. we, there's obviously a lot of complex details within that. Right. You make it sound so easy, but <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the basic overview and the, the path that you're going to want to take. Um, so then we can obviously go into each individual step because there's a lot of information within each step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, let's do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with um, kind of planning your trip and then finding the amount of frequent flyer miles that it's going to take. So um, I detailed this post this on my blog, um, and Jackie kind of talked about that at the beginning. But just recently, as of like April 7th, 2014, so within the past few months, um, American Airlines has discontinued their program for around the world ticket. Um, so if you're looking to do the exact same thing that I did, it's not going to be possible, but not to worry, you can still travel around the world, um, for more or less free for very, very cheap by using frequent flyer miles. And, uh, all the resources I'm going to talk about are still going to apply. It's just, you can't do the exact thing that I did. So I just wanted to clarify that for all you uh, visitors who are listening to this and then go check out the blog post. Right. Cause yeah, we'll have the link. Definitely. I'll have the link to this blog post on the show notes page. So it is good that we put that right up front and it's, it's basically you, what you mean by exact is just, you can't do it exactly through American airlines. Right. So American, what American airlines offered was it was called around the world ticket. And so what you would do is you'd buy this one ticket that had um, about 15 flights within that ticket, and that ticket took you around the world. So you can no longer buy a round-the-world ticket in its entirety like that through American Airlines. You can still, but you can still, there's so many millions of options that you can still do. Like you could piece together your own round-the-world trip through American Airlines flights and their partners, and that would still work. You just can't buy a round-the-world ticket. Okay. Okay. Hopefully I made that clear. Um, Yeah, kind of. But, and I think that as, as we get into the tools and things that, that will make more sense for people who really aren't familiar with round the world tickets. Cause I think this is probably a new subject to some of my listeners out there. So, yeah. So I invite you to ask any questions um, along the way. And if any of your readers have questions, they can contact me as well. But, um, Great. Yeah. And we can always keep a conversation going in the comments because on the show notes page as well. So that's, that's a good resource. Perfect. So, um, yeah. So the first kind of set of major tools that you want to be aware of are called, um, they're called Alliance route maps. And so what an Alliance is, is it's like the overarching umbrella of airlines. So there's basically two huge, uh, alliances. There's one world Alliance, which has American airlines, Qantas, British Airways, and a bunch of other ones. Um, and then there's Star Alliance, which has United, Air New Zealand, and Air China. And a whole bunch of other ones. And a whole bunch of other ones. Right. Um, but basically, when you're planning out these trips, you kind of want to stick with one alliance. Because within the alliance, you can use... So, for instance, I can use American Airlines points to purchase Qantas flights because they're a part of the same alliance. But I couldn't use American Airlines points 
to purchase an Air New Zealand flight because they're not part of the same alliance. Right. So as you're planning these, keep that in mind that you want something within the same alliance more or less. Um, so each alliance has their own route planner and route map, and these maps will kind of show you exactly where you can fly with their partners and where they go. So using these, um, you can kind of start planning out a trip that you'd be interested in. Um, that's kind of like the approach where you just go at it and you just kind of figure it out. There's also Boots and All. They just put out a great post. Um, it's called Five Trip Ideas to Inspire Your Planning. And they kind of give five pre-made itineraries um, mm. And they kind of ca- categorize them for, like, if you're really into history, you should do this. If you're really into getting off the beaten path, you might want to try this itinerary. That's so awesome. that'll, yeah, and they're that'll, all, those are all round the world itineraries? Yeah. So, and when I say round the world, I mean um, it's taking you fully around the world. Okay. That's, that's all I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll give you kind of ideas of destinations as you're planning your trip. Um, the other thing that you need to be aware of is, while you're planning these things is visas and immunizations. So um, like for me, I planned my trip in such a way that every country that I went to, I either didn't need a visa or I could get it upon arrival. Um, And that was important to me, so I didn't have to deal with it. And I think you had mentioned on an earlier podcast, um, Brazil needs a visa. And so like, for instance, I wanted to go to Brazil, but as soon as I found out the visa process, process, I took that off my list. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can only imagine going through that process is kind of grueling just for one country. I can't imagine adding, you know, multiple countries where you need a visa for all these different, I mean, that's a lot of paperwork right at the beginning that is really daunting, I think. Exactly. And if you're traveling for a long period of time, it's, it's really hard to fit that in if, you need to go visit an office or something like that. So I just didn't want to worry about it. So I didn't deal with it. Okay. So that's a really good tip is to look into visa and immunizations. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is all. And then after that, um, after you've kind of figured out more or less where you want to go on this trip, um, you would want to find out kind of the total distance and flight miles that you need. So um, a good resource for this is is mileage monkey and what it allows you to do is you plug in um, the airport codes of where you're going and it'll tell you how long the flight is in miles so for instance between like lax and sydney is about 7500 miles and what you use that number for is you can then use that number to figure out how many frequent flyer miles you need wow okay so that's a lo- that's how uh, the airlines kind of break it down for you is all right, if you're going on a flight that's 7,500 flight miles, this is how many points you need. So right. that's kind of okay. a number that you need to find out. Um, another resource for that is called um, World Airport Codes. That's world-airport-codes.com. And that will, you just put in the airport and it'll give you that three-letter code. Um, mm-hmm. That's pretty huge when you're planning these things out. Okay. So, okay, so after you have figured out the total distance in your flights, Um, And after you figured out all the airport codes, um, you can then use all this information in the airline um, reward charts. And so each each airline has a different reward chart for how many frequent flyers, how many frequent flyer miles you're going to need for different trips. So uh, 
I mean, the major ones you're going to use, for instance, if you're using One World, is just you're going to be using the American Airlines reward chart, the Qantas Air chart, and the British Airways uh, chart. And you can find those basically just by Googling uh, Qantas reward chart or American Airlines reward chart. So real quick, Mileage Monkey tells you how many miles each leg is. And so you, you take down notes, keep track of how many miles each leg is, and then you need to take that into the airline rewards chart so that the airline can tell you how many miles you need for that? Is that what you're saying? Yes, more or less. So, for instance, okay. uh, the, the first couple legs of my flight, I went from Los Angeles to Sydney, Sydney to New Zealand, and then New Zealand over to Perth. And so for each particular leg, I went into Mileage Monkey and found out how many miles it was. Mm-hmm. And then I did that for the entire trip, which was like 16 flights. And I added those all together. And that came out to, uh, just under 45,000 flight miles. Okay. So then what I did after I had the total flight miles is I went into the American airlines reward chart and saw that for that long of a trip, I would need 160,000 American airline frequent flyer miles. Okay. This is totally making sense to me now. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's more or less the process is you want to figure out how many frequent flyer miles you need. And to find out that number, you need to know how many miles you're going to be flying on the airplane, because that's how the airlines categorize how much to charge you in reward points. Okay. Um, did we skip the itinerary builder or did you somehow mention that? Cause I'm just seeing it on your blog post here. And I so, know that that was a big part of your planning. Right. So that was the, um, was that, that the route map? The route map. Yeah. Okay. Itinerary builder is route map. Okay. Noted. Yeah. And, and it's kind of the itinerary builder is, um, more or less following the rules of, uh, the round the world ticket. Cause there's a lot of rules that you had to abide by. And right. so that's what the itinerary builder specifically helped with was okay. making sure you figured out all the rules correctly. Are we going to go over those rules at some point in this? So the rules are no longer applicable because that doesn't. Oh, okay. Because um, that program no longer exists. Right. That is such a bummer. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. So is that that's pretty much okay. So then, basically, at that point, you know, you have your trip kind of mapped out almost, and what's in front of you is a giant goal of attaining basically in your case, 160,000 miles. Right. And so is that, did you then go from, okay, planning is kind of on hold for now. Let's start earning these miles. Right. So that was the ideal trip. And in order to do that ideal trip, I would need 160,000 airline miles, excuse me. Mm -hmm. So then it became, can I do that in the amount of time I have? And you know, that's, that's another big issue as you're planning this is that it can take some time. And so for me, it took probably about a year to acquire all these miles. Um, but eventually I did do it and I, <laughs> and it was amazing. So you have to take that into consideration as well. Um, do you want to leave tomorrow? This probably isn't going to be the best strategy for you. If you have a couple right. years, it'll it's very doable. Okay. And this part I'm really excited about. Um, I can't wait to find out how you were able to earn these miles because you didn't fly, did you? 
Correct. So I didn't do any flying. Um, and that's kind of one of the attractive things is you can acquire all these miles with, without flying just by living your everyday life, maybe with a little, little tweaks here and there and a little, uh, kind of beating the system a little bit in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how did you do it? <laughs> so, <laughs> those, easy question, right? Easy, easy question. Um, the main way where I probably racked up 75% of them about, um, is through credit card signup bonuses. Mm-hmm. Now this is going to come with a large disclaimer because if you are not responsible financially and you don't know how to manage your finances, I would highly not recommend this route. Um, because it's very, you can mess up your credit and your credit is one of the, the biggest assets. So make sure you do thorough due diligence on this. Make sure you know yourself very well, um, before you go signing up all willy nilly for a bunch of credit card offers. Um, so that's my disclaimer. Um, that's a great it, disclaimer. <laughs> I stand please, with you on that one. Please do your research before you go doing this. Um, I'm here to help. Um, but ultimately you're the one deciding to sign up for the credit cards. Um, so Within this, I mean, credit cards, credit card companies are putting out offers all the time because they're making their money from people buying things with credit cards. So they put out these lucrative offers um, with the hopes that you don't pay off your balance every month. And that's where they make the majority of their money. Mm -hmm. But if you can be diligent, you can pay off your monthly bills in full every month, Mm -hmm. you'll be fine. So yeah, that was was the major major way that I did that. there's many resources to find out what are the current credit card offers right. that are kind of big. Um, for instance, right now, so I got the SPG credit card and then I got the City American Airlines Advantage credit card. Um, at the time, they were both the American Airlines Advantage one gave me 75,000 airline miles, mm-hmm. and then the SPG card gave me about uh, gave me 50,000 in the end. So hey, that's pretty good. I mean, I'm not good at math, but even I can see that that's over a hundred thousand. And <laughs> yeah, so it was like, I was basically there just with those. Uh, now saying that, uh, when you sign up for these credit cards, they don't just give you these miles. Um, so for instance, like the SPG credit card that I got, uh, it was 30,000 SPG points, but that's you get 10,000 of them after your first purchase and you don't get the second 20,000 until you meet until you spend $5,000 within the first six months of having the credit card. Right. So that meeting these spending bonuses is is really what the difficult part is. And so, especially for people that are budget traveling, you're not spending that kind of money. Um, I wasn't. And so you have to figure out other ways to kind of get around that. And so there's one of the biggest ways, uh, I mean, pretty much, what I did was I started putting everything on my credit card yep. as much as I could. Yeah. Uh, the, the important key again is not to go buy things that you don't need, yes. but everything that you do need, you put it on the credit card instead of paying cash or with your debit card or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could easily see $5,000 in six months. Six months is plenty of time for that. Right. I mean, a lot of these are like, you know, three months or something. So six months, you can do it if you, if you just put everything onto yeah. the card. And, and so, like, for instance, I was going on this trip, so there were some things that I wanted to buy. I wanted to buy a nice camera. I wanted to buy a light computer. And so I kind of planned those out to wait until I had the credit cards so that I could both meet the spending bonus and then get a huge chunk of airline points from them. 
Right. And it would also make sense not to get the credit cards at the same time because then you have two spending bonuses that you have to meet and that, that just doesn't sound like a good plan necessarily. Did you wait one after the other? I did. I did. Um, but a lot of people, like if you go, um, I'll be giving out some resources on where to find out a lot of this information. A lot of these people will buy a personal, they'll sign up for the, the personal credit card and then sign up another one as a business credit card, which is also in their name. So that they can like double dip and get huge airline rewards points. But Mm -hmm. again, you need to be aware of your finances and your own spending limits. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, other, like the other things I did was, um, I'd front load, like, like I had to buy groceries every month. So, um, another tactic that you can use is go in and buy, you know, like Trader Joe's gift cards. And so you kind of preload all your groceries and so you'll buy like a couple mm-hmm. thousand dollars worth of those and that allows you to spend the grocery money over time, but you hit your spending bonus quicker. That is genius. So it really is. It's so smart because you're not losing anything in that transaction. Correct. You're just, you know, putting that money away for later, essentially. Right. Um, another good idea is I would, anytime, um, a friend would have a birthday. Most of the time we'd go out to celebrate for dinner or something. And so there'd be a group of, you know, 15 to 20 of us going out to dinner. And one of the things you can do is you pay for the entire dinner on your credit card and then everyone just pays you back in cash or through, I know there's an app out called Venmo now, which allows you to very quickly and easily send cash through your phone more or less. (laughs) So you know, you can do something like that, throw a huge party where everyone kind of pitches in and you pay for everything. Yeah. And, and then will... have them all pay you back and then you're hardly out anything. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's another, another idea. Um, luckily for me, <laughs> unfortunately this doesn't go on anymore, but at the time you could buy, um, us dollar coins over oh, the yeah. internet with a credit card for free shipping. And so that was, that was a huge way that I racked up a lot of points, but unfortunately that doesn't work anymore. Hmm, okay. Well, there are ways to be creative about this and yeah. you're still just talking about hitting your bonus. Right. Right. And, okay. Um, the, another, but at the same time, it's like also giving you miles while you're hitting this bonus. That's, you know, to hit mm. 5,000 in six months, that's still, that $5,000 translates to 5,000 points also. Right. So, so you are double well. dipping. You're, you're double dipping. You're yeah. meeting a spending bonus and you're, you're getting these miles. Um, the other thing to be aware of is these big, uh, credit card companies will have, um, reward networks. So like they have dining and shopping networks mm-hmm. that if you sign up your credit card through them and then, um, purchase stuff through these stores, they'll tack on additional miles. Right. So like for instance, when I was buying my, my computer, I bought a Sony laptop and I bought it through the shopping network on the Sony website. And so instead of only getting one mile per dollar spent, because I bought it through the network, it was $4 per or four miles per dollar. That's awesome. And that's something you wanted to buy anyway. So it wasn't like you were spending extra, extra money. It was something I bought anyway, but kind of figured out a way to how do you maximize that in miles. Yeah. So there's, and like I said, there's, there's many other ways to do it. Um, it's kind of just figuring out a way to put everything on a credit card and then maximize your bonuses. Okay. 
Yeah. So there's the credit cards. Right. When you, you know, earning your bonuses and also earning those miles. And then you mentioned the shopping network and you mentioned the dining network. And those you can find, did, did you just find those through uh, AmericanAirlines.com? Yeah, if you search, um, yeah, your, whatever your, your airline is, like the big ones, like American Airlines has one, um, United has them, just search uh, American Airlines Reward Networks or United Rewards Networks, and they should come up with both a dining and a shopping network. And, you know, I don't know if this is true for what you did, but I know in United, because I am part of Star Alliance, um, their dining network is not uh, restrictive, if that's the word I'm looking for, uh, just to the United credit cards. You can sign up any credit card that you have, and they, they of course, they encourage you to sign up all of your credit cards, because then it doesn't matter which one you use that night, you still get the miles for it. I don't know if it works that way for American. Did yeah, you notice that? That's uh, definitely true. So it okay. doesn't, you don't actually have to have the airline credit card. Right. Correct. So if, so if you fall under the category of not wanting to sign up for these, cat, uh, for these credit cards, you can still benefit from these networks. Um, if you just look into them and, and sign up your, your other, your existing credit cards. Huge point. Yes. So, All right. Uh, Was there any other ways that you earned miles without flying or did we basically cover that those are the those are the major ones there's there's smaller ones like airlines will put out promotions um every once in a blue moon kind of like hey sign up for sign up for our email service and get a thousand free miles they'll have other small promotions where hey if you buy miles from us um you'll get an extra bonus tacked on so the airlines themselves will put on promotions that will give away free miles so you have to kind of be aware of that as well Right. I think there's even like you can take some surveys and earn miles that way or they they send out all sorts of promo things. You just kind of have to weed through them and and pay attention to which ones are going to be beneficial. But that, of course, means that you need to be signed up for a program in the first place. So um, and there's I have a resource on my website that I'll, I'll put on the show notes page about about choosing an airline miles program, because that it really you got to be part of a program you know, you got to choose one <laughs> to right. make all this happen. So yeah. um, I'll link to that too, because that I suppose would be the first step in all of this. Correct. And as you get more advanced, you know, you can sign up for multiple and work them all to your advantage, but start small. Pick oh one. yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, it's, it's worth it to be part of, I mean, they're, it's all free. They're all free to join. So you might as well join them all, you know, and especially if you haven't traveled much and you don't have a preference, um, you know, see if, if, if you're, if you like the benefits of one more than the other, or maybe, for example, it's an easy decision for me. In Bozeman, we don't, unfortunately, we don't have American Airlines up here. Mm. Um, that's how small we are. <laughs> and so, you know, obviously I go with United. Um, right. And I choose United over Delta because you often need almost twice the amount of miles on Delta to make a trip happen than yeah, you Delta. do on United. And so that's why I go with United. But, uh, but yeah, they're... they're I'll just I'll put the link to the resource because choosing one is is definitely going to be um, your first your first point of all this. Exactly, um, and yeah. So I obviously have been going over a lot of information, um, and I didn't just come up like I used resources online where there's a lot of people already doing this. Um, so Flyer Talk, the Flyer Talk forums is a huge resource for anyone who's interested in this, and they have pretty much anything you'd ever want to know. 
um, about travel hacking and the airline rewards points and everything. So that's a huge resource that I'd, I would recommend checking out. Uh, Mile Point is similar. Um, the Points Guy is a blog that he specializes in this, and so he puts out you know a huge amount of blog posts dealing from everything travel hacking. Um, awesome. There's the view from the wing, um, and then there's the frugal travel guy, which he discusses credit cards and um, credit card churning. Um, so those are all huge resources if you really want to get into this and kind of see how far the rabbit hole goal goes in this, this realm. Oh, yeah, because it goes deep. I'll put all those on the show notes page for sure. Perfect. So, I do have a question following up um, with this, though. Did you have a bit of a budget for this? Because, did I mean, obviously, you're spending money to get these miles. And although you are saying, um, you know, don't buy stuff you don't need, which is a great tip. Um, do you, do you have an idea of about how much it costs you, um, when in, in the end to, to do all of this? I mean, not counting the bonuses. I know that, but if there, was there anything above and beyond that you paid for? Um, are you no. aware? No, there was nothing. It was, it just took time. So Awesome. Okay. That's awesome. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. (laughs) And that's usually how you still go. If you want something quick, you're going to have to pay for it. And if you're willing to wait, you can get it a lot cheaper. And that's kind of how it goes for traveling even around the world as well. Right. Okay. Great. Um, Did you want to add anything else about earning the miles or... No, that's, I mean, there's so many resources out there. I, I can yeah. like, give you kind of like a broad overview and some, some tips on it. A good starting point. Yeah, yeah. That'll get you started and kind of re- get you in the mindset of what's, what's possible. And once you're kind of in that mindset, you'll slowly start seeing different opportunities that you had missed before. Okay. So then I guess we can move on to, I guess the next step naturally would be once you you know, one year later, after you've accumulated all of these miles, you're ready to book. So what do you do then? How do you do that? (laughs) So after you've done these first steps, then it's, yeah, booking your flights. Um, and there's a couple things you need to be aware of as you go to book these things. And the first major one is that you can only book flights that have award availability on them. So what the airlines do is they'll reserve a certain amount of seats that are that you can purchase with reward points. And once those seats are gone, you can't book it with reward points anymore. So oftentimes you'll, you'll look at a flight and it'll be showing a bunch of empty seats, but you won't be able to book it because they've already sold all of those flights already, or those seats already. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing you need to be aware of. Um, and so when you're, you're actually booking them, what you're going to do is you're going to use the airline websites themselves to start finding these flight legs that you want to purchase. Um, so for instance, I, I went on, my first leg was from Sid, or from LA to Sydney, Australia. So I went on the Qantas website and found a flight with award availability that left at the time that I wanted and wrote that down in a notebook. So, um, I wrote down the date, the flight number and the departure and arrival time, and then a couple backups in case the award availability, um, ran out when I actually made the call to book the flight. Wow. So okay. I did, I did this for each leg of the 16 flight trip. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Actually, there's a picture of your notebook on here. Isn't that your notebook? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. You guys need to check this out on his website. <laughs> 
So yeah, um, and so you end up with this huge long list of flights. You kind of I highlighted which one I was actually going to book, and then everything else was kind of the backups. And yeah, then it was <laughs> all about making the call and sitting down and uh, and booking it. Which um, at the time doing this, I was like I said earlier, what I did specifically you won't be able to do anymore. But I needed to book a round the world ticket with rewards points. Um, through American Airlines. So that's a very, very specific person that you're trying to get a hold of. Mm. And so I got the runaround multiple times of, I was at the place where you booked um, with their airline points, but it wasn't the round the world ticket, ticket spot. So like they had to keep rerouting me. And so I spent a lot of time starting to give my itinerary and then just stopping me be like, whoa, whoa, you're not at the right desk. And they would have to forward me. So I spent a lot of time jumping around from person to person. Okay. Noted. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and at this, on the same vein, you'll start getting people who will tell you that what you're trying to do is impossible and they don't do it. So if that happens, I would, um, kind of just say, okay, thank you. Um, hang up and call back again until I got someone that, you know, it was a very specific task and I needed someone that knew what they were doing to help me. Yeah. It it sounds like at least you knew what you were doing and you knew that you could do it. So, right. Persistence. That's a huge mindset to be in because if, you know, if you just took the first no, then I wouldn't have gotten to be like, oh, it's not possible. I did all this work, but you know, I've already invested all that time. And I was like, no, this is possible. (laughs) I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So then you just really made the one phone call, got through all 16 legs of your flight with someone on the other end as she set it up. And then, and that, that was it. It was, it was funny because, you know, as soon as I got it, she was expecting like this to be a nightmare phone call and I had already organized it all. And she was like kind of spouting off the rules as we're going. And I was like, no, I got it. No, I got it. So I was like flight one. And she's like, all right, well, let me check the award availability. And so the first (laughs) was funny because she was so, it's like, she started out really kind of snarky and like sarcastic. And then as we started going through my itinerary and every flight number I gave her, like worked perfectly, it was like. Five You're like the, the ideal client. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. amazing. And so she's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that works. Okay. You're booked. Oh, so if you want to get anywhere, do your research. Yeah. yeah. And it makes it so much easier and quick. So yeah, uh, to answer your question at the end, she was like, okay, you're booked and let me get your total. And, you know, I've been waiting a year to see how much this is going to cost. And she's like, $1,100 about. And so I was like, yes. You Did- know, just yeah. Did that surprise you or did you know, I mean, it's one thing to, to use the tools like you did come up with the amount of miles, but did you have any fear that that actually wasn't going to be right? Like how much did you think this was going to cost? Right. So, um, I had budgeted two grand for it and Which that is was so low. <laughs> it's low, but it's also, you know, it, like, what am I trying to say? Um, yeah, two grand is low, but at the same time, if it was more than that, it would have been like, oh man, what, what happened? Like it should have been less than that. Okay. Uh, right. And that was the thing is there's no way, there's no real way to know what it's going to be. Okay. Uh, and you know, for, for instance, one example that could have really thrown a kink in my plan is anytime you fly British Airways and you purchase the ticket with airline miles, they will charge you a fuel surcharge fee. And no other airline does that, to my knowledge. Um, so I, I, I tried to eliminate as many British Airways flights as possible, but I had mm. a huge one 
from Johannesburg up to London. Mm. And so I, I, that was like the wild card. And so I was like, oh, I wonder how much they're going to tack on for that fuel. And, you know, if I had somehow eliminated that, my ticket probably would have been cut in half. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah. So if you British Airways tax on huge uh, fuel surcharge fees, so be aware of that as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put that down, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then after that, it was a matter of, oh, my God, I really just paid for that and booked it. It's, it's real. I have to get my gear together. And, so <laughs> and that, you have to get your thesis done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. Um, okay. So I know that the rules, cause I had asked you about this before and you said they don't really apply anymore because since this program doesn't really apply, but you had some really good hacks that I still want to talk about because if this comes up in, um, you know, maybe it's part of the Star Alliance. I have no idea. I've never looked into this on Star Alliance. Um, but I really liked, you know, you talked about once you book a flight, you, it's like you can't change the the leg or something, but you can change the date. Right. Was that right? And I mean, I know that these are going to be kind of specific to American, but will you give us a couple of the examples of the travel hacks you did to, to make this flight work around those rules? Right. So one of the rules, um, there was a big group of rules and you can still read the rules if you're interested. Um, the link is up if you are really curious about it, but, um, some of them, you know, you can't, like you have to go in one general direction around the globe. So I chose, um, I went from LA to Sydney and went around that way. Mm -hmm. And once you do that, once you choose that direction, you can't be going back. Um, there's other rules like you can, you're only allowed a certain amount of segments within a continent. Um, and then, yeah, like I told what you alluded to is you're allowed to change the dates and times of your flights, but you can't change the destination. Um, so one of the problems I ran into is that flights, um, you can only book a flight about 330 days in advance. That's when they start putting out the information. And since I was planning a trip that was a year long, I was booking flights after that. So right. like my last three legs of my trip, um, when I was in South America, those, those flights, that flight data hadn't been released yet. So what I did is I booked basically the last three flights within a week of each other. And then as the flights became available, I called up American Airlines and changed the dates that, so that it would be, um, so it'd work with my itinerary for the full year. I think that's genius. <laughs> I love that, that, yeah. that loophole that you found. <laughs> and the, like the, and the other, one of the other rules is you have to be done, um, within a year. So the around the world ticket was only valid for a year. So the other kind of loophole I used is you're allowed one open jaw and an open jaw is you fly into one city and leave out of the other. So in my initial planning, one of my plans was I would fly into Greece, do a Euro trip and then fly out of Spain. Yeah. And so that would be an open jaw. And since I wanted to travel like for a year, um, and it's a year from when you book it. That's the other, that was another rule. It's a year from when you book your ticket. Ooh, so uh -huh. I, I needed to, I waited as long as possible. I waited till August to book my flight. So that meant my last flight had to be August of 2013. That is so risky because 
yeah. you risk all of those award flights disappearing yeah. that you've just researched so hard for, but and I guess it worked out for you. That's why you need a lot of backups. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. so August. Yeah. Yeah. So then the other tip I used is my last flight was into Peru August 1st. Um, and then I used my open jaw at the end of my trip. So that was, then I said, okay, well, I'll use my open jaw at the end. So I'm responsible for getting myself back to the, to the U S and that allowed me to travel, um, for an extra month. Okay. So then does that mean that your actually, your last flight actually was to Peru? And right. so you, then did you buy a ticket? You, obviously you bought a ticket home from South America somewhere, right? Correct. Okay. And that so, was so probably yeah. just as expensive as your round the world. Ticket. Yeah. It was like 800 bucks. Oh man. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. But that, it, what you're kind of bringing up now is like another huge point of, you know, within this round the world ticket, I was also buying flights within it. So I kind of called my, my ticket that I purchased that I pre-purchased before leaving like a skeleton. And then within that, I was able to buy other flights to go and see other countries. Okay. Yeah. Like, did you use Ryanair and like the smaller, um, airlines to get around a little bit? Okay. Exactly. Um, and you know, I often get asked like, well, like there's advantages and disadvantages to purchasing your, purchasing your flight in advance, your trip in advance. Cause you know, a lot of people like that whole, Oh, I'll just kind of go where I feel. And you know, I, I had that discussion with myself, like, is this a good idea? Should I just buy flights as I go? And ultimately, um, kind of glad I did it this way, but you know, there's, there's multiple reasons for that. And we can get into that if you'd like, but, um, I think that's a huge thing to, to kind of think about too, as you you're planning your trips. Definitely, because that makes you then accountable for those flights. I mean, if you does it work that if you miss one, does it screw up the rest of your itinerary? I believe so. Because I and I, maybe that's a rule specific that is yeah. doesn't even apply anymore. But because um, I have, I mean, that works on normal flights. You know, if you if you don't uh, check in to your first leg or whatever, then they're assuming you're not there for your second leg. Um, and so, yeah, that, that, that is, it is an issue just because then you're not well blowing with the breeze, you know, like going wherever you want to go. You, you definitely have a planned out trip for a year, but you did that for $1,100 and that you can't really, you you just don't do that. And so that just seems, wow, totally worth it. It's a different, it's just a different way to do it. Yeah. And everything, it has its advantages and disadvantages. You know, one of the advantage of, uh, advantages of it is that I didn't have to work it into my budget anymore. Like it was paid for. Right. I didn't have to worry about like, am I going to have enough money to make it home? Like, or am I going to have enough money to make it across to South America? Like it was already paid for. So I didn't have to worry about that in my budget or, or like spending too much money while I was traveling. Right. And on that note, do you know how much that whole trip cost you? You do, right? Yeah. Um, I have the exact number on my blog, but it was, it was about 22 grand for that includes all the flights, all the accommodation, all the food, all the entertainment, all the tours, everything, except for, it doesn't include my gear, which kind of is a variable between different people. So I didn't want to add that in, but. Okay. Right. Yeah. So tw- about 22 grand for the whole 12 months of traveling. Yeah. Wow. Which is about 60 bucks a day, which was cheaper than I was living in California at the time. Yeah. I mean, when you put it that way, so, you know, 
sometimes that might sound like a lot, but if you compare it to what you're actually spending as you live in the United yeah. States, you're spending more than that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's a huge That's, number up front, but mm-hmm. you can kind of see. Right. Yep. And you don't have those expenses back home because obviously you're not paying rent. You're not paying. I mean, that's all you're spending is what you're spending when you're abroad. So exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. This has been amazing. Really, really great tips and tools and (laughs) tricks and loopholes (laughs) and all sorts of stuff. It's a mountain of information. So it's. Yeah. But you know, I challenge anyone out there to do this. (laughs) I'm talking to myself. (laughs) (laughs) It, it's but seriously, to... I'm, I'm going to, I want to, I mean, miles, that's something that I just haven't gotten into enough, you know? Um, and I think that it, it's one of those things that I bet a lot of people look at as an entire realm that takes a lot of study and you have to know the ins and outs. And, you know, I mean, I'm just kind of speaking for myself here, but I also see it's so possible to do and you can rack up miles. You can, have these flights for, you know, just the taxes and man, that's just, it's awesome. Like it has to be implemented. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the way I look at it is like anything worth doing is going to take some time and you're going to have to learn about it. Um, and you're going to have to, to study it and it's going to, you know, you're going to have to put in the work, but in the end, what you get out of it is something that's extremely worth it. And I think that's all part of, you know, the cliche thing. It's all part of the journey and not the destination, but it was awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And look at you, you learned so much. Now you're on this podcast sharing with everybody else and that's great. Um, I am so glad you came on to talk with us about this. (laughs) No problem. I, I love talking about it. Yeah. So, um, where are you headed next? Do you have anything next on your, your itinerary? Your calendar? Basically, my goal when I got back was to figure out a way to work from the road, and I've just about done that, actually. Um, and I should know within like probably next month how feasible it is, but I'm thinking it's, it's pretty feasible. And once, I, once that is complete and I can work anywhere where there's an internet connection, mm-hmm. I will, the next goal is to build out my own RV. Uh, yeah. And then I'll be traveling the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Oh, that's great. As I left, I realized how little of my own country I'd seen. I, you know, I, I don't think I've been to, I've maybe been to one national park. And oh, so wow. there's so much here that I haven't seen yet. Yeah. And Isn't that funny how that kind of creeps up on you? Yeah. We have a big country and this is we a do. big country. So there's a lot to see here too. Mm-hmm. And people often get caught up with seeing the world, but you know, there's a lot to see here as well. And yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Um, so where, I mean, I already mentioned your blog. Is that where people should go to find you if they have questions for you? Yeah. Um, my blog is, um, a great place to reach me. Um, you can connect with me on Facebook. If you want to send, if you have any questions about anything I talked about in this podcast, um, we can discuss it in the comments, uh, on Jackie's website. You can send me an email, Dave at the quest for awesome.com. And I'll be happy to answer anything. Um, if you subscribe to my blog, I, I send out, um, a weekly photo from somewhere in the world. It's called Photo Friday. Um, and then as well, I'm just finishing up a guide on dealing with um, theft while you're on the road and how to kind of prevent it and deal with it after it happens because that was one of my experiences. Mm-hmm. I got a lot, a lot of my stuff stolen. So I'm just oh, finishing no. up a, a huge guide on that, um, which is going to be free for any subscribers. So yeah, that would be the best place to reach me. 
Awesome. So yeah, check out Dave's website, subscribe. And uh, yeah, the quest for awesome is something that I think we all need. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so great. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much again for coming on and for sharing your wisdom with everybody. I am sure they have loved it because I definitely have. So thanks again. And uh, we'll, we'll find a way to chat with you soon. Okay. No problem. Thanks, Jackie. Wow. I loved that interview. I learned so much and I'm really hoping that you guys stuck it through to the end. Um, I know that this has been a long one, but hopefully you learned a lot as well. And remember that all of the links and resources are spread out on the um, show notes page at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 15. And Dave did say that he'll be popping into read and answer any questions that you guys put in the comments there. So if you want to further this discussion at all, I mean, there's so much more that really we could talk about with this subject, but, um, you know, we had to cut it off somewhere. I actually probably have Dave on again in the future for something else because he just, um, has so much to offer and has so much experience from that trip. So anyway, I really hope that you guys enjoyed it and thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever you are. I really appreciate it. And um, I will be back next week. So we'll see you guys then. Until then, take care. Thanks. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.